0: Cast.
1: Hello and welcome to the next edition of Mr. The Point. I am Rashawn Buchanan with my guys, the basketball crew. The Real BK, Bob Kelly, and DK Sizzle. Fellas, how we doing tonight? We should be pumped up, right? Woo!
0: Bruh, I wish we were doing this yesterday. Unbelievable. You know, we'll, we'll get into it, but honestly, one of the best Celtics playoff games I can remember, just with the ending, how it all went. The, the, the script of everything, Kyrie playing a fucking super villain like legitimate super <laughs> villain on the fucking basketball court. It was unbelievable, man. I One of the best basketball games I can ever remember. It was
2: awesome, dude. I, I feel like I was watching it with my buddy and we kind of had this narrative, which I, I think like everybody had probably going in and it was like, I really hope we blow him out because I think if we hit like a close game, I don't really fancy our chances. Like, yeah, like lately we've been better at that. Like the defense looks good. But Kyrie and KD, like, you know, if if it comes down to one guy needs to hit a shot to win the game, which it did, you know, even in my heart of hearts, I love our guys, but I'm thinking I'm pretty scared of Kevin Durant still. So I wanted us to blow him out. And I honestly, I thought we were kind of screwed going into into those last two minutes because it just, it looked like the momentum was 100% with Brooklyn. But yeah, what a finish, dude. What a finish. And like all this stuff with Kyrie and like everything that was going down the way it was. And it kind of looked like he was in our heads a little bit, at least as a fan base. But obviously the way it ends up, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come out like that. But I just enjoyed it so thoroughly. I think I was really worried if we're going in chronological order, I was really worried at the start, when we look like we were playing the best defense we were playing all year. And that's saying something, because we've been playing some really fucking good defense this year. And we were just like hand checking and like, stealing the ball. And like, like, if you've never seen Kevin Durant play before that, like first five minutes, you'd be like, that guy's not that good. And like, we had him completely quiet. But we weren't really capitalizing on it. Like, all of a sudden, you look down, it's like, we're only up by four, we're only up by two. And it's like, we weren't really converting like that, those big hustle defensive plays and like that got me worried. So I was just anxious. I was anxious from the start and it was a big relief, big blow
1: up relief at the very end. Yeah, no, for for, for sure. And we'll, what was it? Well we'll get that. we'll get into to that. We'll do a deep dive into that. Uh before we get into that though, uh, even though we gave you a quick little preview, gave you a little tease, big market tease as as we call it. There was some hardware given out today. Marcus Smart, <laughs> point guard out of Oklahoma State, six six overall pick in twenty fourteen. Uh finally the first guard since. Uh, Gary Payton uh, to win the award of the best player of the year so you know DK I'll start with you but just how excited were you to see him get that award and just how is his defense uh, impacted you know how the team plays overall
2: I was pretty excited I feel like uh, and this is you know this is for another show tune in to the rewrap where we talk extensively about this but The last time a Celtic, in my memory, won Defensive Player of the Year, it was our boy Kevin Garnett in 2008 in his first year with the Celtics. I think that Boston is a defense-first organization. It's a defense-first culture. It's a place you don't want to come and play. And I think we build our attitudes and our mindset from our D. I think that all the best Boston teams I've ever watched in my lifetime, with I guess maybe the exclusion of of the Pierce Walker three-point guru a crazy run, but I mean, they were decent at defense too, but it, you know, I think all of our best teams, all, all every time that there's shades of, you know, to use Bobby's term, championship DNA. I think it's built from uh, a defensive point of view. I think that we're all on record with our frustrations with Marcus specifically, but I think he's really bought into the system this year. I think he w- he was integral, and uh, you know, we had on our last show that we were. It feels like yesterday. Uh, we had Mr. Weiss from the Athletic talking to us about you know him bashing the Jays in the media, and then Eme coming right over the top again and getting them kind of where they needed to be. I I think it is defensive. I think he deserves the award, but I also think the thing that Marcus brings to the table, and I, you know this is no surprise to anybody that watches this team, the thing that Marcus brings to the table is definitely that work rate, that uh, that heart, that hustle, those intangibles that make you just love watching Marcus Smart play, and I think. Now that he's sort of dialed his game in a little bit, he takes um and he had the game of his life, by the way, uh, in game one. I, I so mean, he, he played like he, he played out of his absolute skin and it was the way that you love to see Marcus Smart play. It's, it's good shot selection. It's great defense. It's anybody that he gets one on one. You're OK with it. Doesn't matter if it's Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or who, you know, whoever their guy is. If Marcus is on him, he'll be like, I'll take him. You know, he'll make those plays. I think well-deserved. I think there's a lot of great defenders in the NBA, but like I think well-deserved from Marcus. And, uh, you know, shades of KG, man. I I love it. I'm super excited. It's one of my favorite awards for a Celtic to win, if not my favorite, other than uh, finals MVP.
0: I like it. Yeah, no, I think when it comes to Marcus, what really made this year happen, I think, because you could have made the argument for Marcus in the past. It just, I feel like there was always the offensive game kind of outweighed that defense, where it almost broke out even. But this year you see a different Marcus on the floor where he's a playmaker now. He's the guy that passes up that shot to make that ridiculous pass to Tatum at the end of the game. He, he's just a different player than he was before, but still that same defensive guy, if not better than he ever has been, man. He's the heart and soul of this team. You saw it when he won the when he won the award, which was dope, bring Gary Payton out to present it to him. You can just tell that this team revolves around Marcus. And, and you're completely right, DK, when you said to... Uh, about the criticism he used to take and and everything that came with Marcus with this defensive ability. And it's something the Celtics fans have been on his back for a very, very long time. And I I just feel like it's, it's just kind of validates everything that he's done in a Celtics uniform, getting this award and just putting all that behind him and just being legitimately the best defensive player in the NBA. And, and that's such a cool thing to say about someone on the Celtics, especially about Marcus. With all the years we've been through with him, bro, he's the only one. He was here through the the original Marcus Banks era where we lost 55 games. He was here through the Isaiah Thomas era, Evan Turner, Kelly Olymne, like Kyrie Irving every era
2: and a lot of people had a problem with his draft too you know like when we picked him up a lot I mean I was okay so I've said a lot of stupid shit about the Celtics over the years but at least I'm not on record (laughs) at least I'm not on record hating Marcus when we drafted him I'm on record getting frustrated with him but you know I think it's a unique thing in basketball it's something that we saw in the um in the 74 win uh Golden State Warriors your best player doesn't necessarily need to be the emotional leader on your team and I think I wouldn't say that Marcus is our most talented player, but I would say that he is the sort of the spiritual and emotional leader in the locker room. Part of it is, you know, he's officially a veteran now. And part of it is, uh, I think it's pretty clear that the guys respect him. And I think that he plays the way he talks. You know, he talks, he walks the way he talks, I guess. He backs himself and he does the stuff that he, he wouldn't ask somebody on the team to do something that he wouldn't do. And I think, you know, uh, we saw, like I said, we saw it on the Golden State team where Draymond Green, you know, love him or hate him, he was the emotional leader on that team, if not necessarily the, you know, the points leader or the, you know, whatever. It's okay to have that in basketball, especially if you have, you know, some good chemistry elsewhere. So I'm really happy to have him for that reason. And I think if you don't see that uh, when you watch the games and you're just looking at, you know, his stat line, admittedly, his stat line was great in uh, in game one, but If you're just looking at a stat line and you're not looking at that, then you're not watching the game the right way, you know? Ray, what about you? Where do you really overall stand with Marcus Smart? Like, where is it? I've seen you get frustrated with him, but we all have. What's your, like, overall, now that he got this, like you said, piece of hardware, like, where are you at with him?
1: So, I mean, listen, first I want to say, you know, congrats to him, Ray. It was awesome to see him win that. I was someone that was not happy drafting that. I wasn't. I was a huge Rajon Rondo guy. And, you know, Rondo was the Fair. last night out of the big three, to st- well, the big four really to stay. And I kind of wanted to see what he could do being under Brad Stevens at the time. So I was like, wait a minute, you're going to get rid of Rondo? <laughs> um, well, you know, wasn't a great shooter for another guy who was also not a great shooter. Like, so I was already pissed off.
2: The idea of building a team around Rondo for the first time. Right, exactly. Right. Giving him the opportunity to feed assist to like real legitimate shooters is what I think we all kind of thought was going to happen. I can understand that.
1: Right, exactly. So I was just like, this, is, this doesn't make sense. Like, why would you build get another point guard that's you know that 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 can't do what Rondo? Or if he does do what Rondo does, it's not at the same level. But needless to say, you know, some years go by. The only other year I thought that he would actually have a chance to win it was actually the 2018-2019 year. Right, if you remember, obviously that season ended in turmoil.
0: Was that the harded? That was the harded charge year, right? Where he got that charge
2: yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Harden. Harden melted down in that game at the end yeah it was awesome
0: (laughs) I feel like that that you go it's so funny you bring that up right because I feel like that's where the rest of the league started to notice right am I right
1: right no I mean I mean I would I would hope so I also think that because he was still coming off the bench behind Kyrie obviously because it was Kyrie then it was Rose Deer you know they were kind of interchangeable at that moment from the bench but I think that you know when they put him in that starting lineup, you know they were like ten and ten, I think at that at the start of that year, and then he comes in and they go on an eight game winning streak immediately, and it's because of his defense, We've got of his hustle, uh, and just barely his play is infectious. Good or bad? Do you, see,
2: do you see him as a? Do you see him as a one though? Do you see him as a one? Because I feel I mean, like he, he does his now. best work. He's under Emmy.
0: He is man. Sure, sure. He's become, sure. It's.
2: Yeah. I feel like. I feel like he plays his best basketball, and I don't think this is news to anybody, but I think he plays his best basketball off the ball. And I feel like there is something slow about how he brings the ball up the court. And, like, and I know in today's NBA, who brings the ball up the court is like a little less important than he used to be. You know, mm-hmm. when you're like, you know, you mentioned Rajon Rondo, like when he would when he would walk the ball up the court, he was quarterback and he was running. He was playmaking. He was calling plays. He was telling guys where to be. And he was like making deadly passes. And I know that we get the ball out of the guy's hands a little bit quicker on this Celtics team. But I do like I still do have some issues with him offensively as far as like kind of playmaking from the start of the, the shot clock goes. Is, did, does anyone relate to me on that? Or is it, am I just like a relic of the past? Yeah, has he developed his game?
1: I, I I think there's some truth to that. I mean, I think that he's worked really hard on not being the guy that you're speaking about, honestly. And it, it was it a was hard habit to break, right? And that's why, yeah. you know, we may have to come in. He had to break, you know, Smart's bad habits. He had to break Tatum's bad habits.
2: Tatum still stands up too fucking
1: straight when he dribbles, but sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but no, he's he's finally become the playmaker that I think they envisioned when they drafted him in twenty fourteen. You know, once again, I wanted the guy that went behind, right behind him, Julius Randle.
2: I still like well, Julius Randle.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know New York fans want him out of there, but that's another show <laughs> another day. But you know, you know, he's wild.
0: In the chat, in the chat today, the other chat, uh, someone already started making that what if comparison. Less than twenty four hours after this dude just won Defensive Player of the Year. Like, That's let's guys. Listen. Can we, can we, can we give Marcus smart 24 fucking hours before <laughs> we start playing the what if game with his draft,
1: please, please. I mean, if, if you go back, I mean, what I mean, give obviously, him one day, one I day, mean, obviously, obviously and <laughs> be the guy in that draft, obviously, you know, he went three when well, he should have, you, you can do that about every draft. Yeah. You do know, yeah. every draft, right? Yeah, obviously. But,
0: but Mar- I think Marcus might be two now, man. Is there anyone else on that, in that draft? That legitimately can be called the best at something in the NBA. Because Marcus Smart, factually, is the best defensive player in the NBA. Well, and Beats, and Beats, and Beats, the best big man in the NBA.
1: Well, besides Embiid.
0: Besides oh, right. Embiid. Okay, copy. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, w- w- right. Wiggins, I know Wiggins went one that year. Jabari Parker went two, but obviously, you know, he he Dude, was fucking injured. Wiggins, Wiggins oh. had
2: red flags, bro. Like, you know, they it's won. like.
1: But he, he gets you know it, it's funny and, and obviously you know I don't want to turn this to Andrew Wiggins but he, he's a he's a, 18, he's a guy that gets eight he's a guy that gets eight he's he gets eighteen a night and if, if we I'm like we call that a bus one pick I'm like yo
2: that's what I'm saying like I feel like you know you can it's so easy to redraft all these years you know like I'm happy to still brag about getting Jason Tatum third overall. And having like Markel Fultz and fucking, he, he you know, a, it's we
0: got, we got another first, we got another first round pick, but I
2: think there really is. I think there really is something to say <laughs> uh, there is something to be said about the guys who actually did have red flags at the time. Like Markel Fultz, like it was like that guy had red flags at oh, the time. Like, it was like, yes, I understand that his upside was actually pretty high. But they started changing his shot right when he got into the league like you just, that's just not gonna work you know first time you saw all right let's yeah, not but i saying, show. To, Don't to, do to that pull it to back to my this is my <laughs> overall point this is my overall point to, to pull it back to marcus to pull it back to marcus i think there is something to be said for drafting a guy where you kind of know where you're gonna get you know what i mean and i think yeah. that i th- and also I, I think there's definitely something to be said for and it's a cliche in basketball and you know forgive me for sounding like jeff van gundy who is tried and true my mortal fucking enemy everything that comes out of his mouth is the stupidest shit i've ever heard anyone say about basketball most of the time but because <laughs> i don't mind mark jackson a lot
1: of people rag on mark jackson i'm like it's because like he's a... with, with all due respect yeah oh totally <laughs> but it's like but it's like it, it's
2: because he's adjacent to this chuckle fuck that's like sitting next to him and just saying the nice. <laughs> saying the stupidest fucking shit and it's like I get it, man. You know, I talk into a microphone all the time. And sometimes you gotta just fill the airtime and you wanna just argue with someone and create controversy. But man, I really feel like he stands by some of that shit. But to create a cliche to, to name a cliche, a lot of guys will come into the NBA and they'll realize that they're passing, they're shooting, their speed, their IQ is are things they need to work on. So the smartest thing you can do is build your game around defense because nobody's playing defense. So if you're a rookie, and you know you can do it and you got the footwork and you've been playing defense all through college because they make you play defense there. that's a good way to to make a mark on the league and I think that's Marcus smart's the best example of that. you know I think mm-hmm. he built his game from the from defense and now he's on a team that needs him to really do that and he's able to develop the other parts of his game from that and also I just I oh on every one of my teams I need someone who's going to get in somebody's face if some shit goes down. you know what I mean and or like say shit to the reps when it like when need be but if In in all of sports, there's a way to bully teams off the court or the field or the pitch or whatever you're playing on. And I need at least one dude that's going to go like, no, 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 don't 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 talk shit to my guy like that. You remember that bad foul on? I want to say it was who got fouled really bad right underneath the basket, and Smart came like running. It was like last year's playoffs, and Smart came sprinting from the other side of the court to get in the dude's face, and it was like, yes, yes. Oh no,
1: it was it was it was was a few years ago. Commerce Finals against Cleveland.
2: Yeah, I mean, time is blending because of COVID. Yeah, huh? no, it is. Yeah, it, well, it blends <laughs> together
1: because they lost. And, you know, we we're we're all they lost the exact same way three, three yeah. years in a row. <laughs> no, I think someone that pushed Marcus Morris or whoever was and then, yeah, um, yeah, 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 and then, yeah, yeah, he got yeah, no, Jared Smith pushed him, and then Mar- Marcus Morris was like, yo, what's 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 up? That <laughs> guy, so, that guy. Yeah, uh, for me, do?
2: if it's up to me, which it isn't, but if it is, if if it is, that guy has a spot on my team for life. You know what I mean? You need that dude, especially on a team where you got young guys with the demeanor of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and guys that are not non-confrontational in a lot of ways. And I just think he's so important, like for that reason.
0: Last thing on Marcus, uh, I'm going to ask you, I'll ask both of you. Do you think that the, the Marcus calling out Jason and Jalen, right? Mid-season being like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. He was just saying what we we're all thinking, dude. Yeah, exactly. He was sorry. <laughs> I, think like, that, I think that stemmed, I think that was an Emmy and Marcus meeting. Yeah, I'm just going to put that out there. I think it was like 3D chess. Bro, <laughs> I it makes didn't Emmy come out a couple days later He came and be out, like, well, out back to yeah yeah. I mean, what do you what do you yeah. Is he lying, guys? Is he
2: lying? Yeah, and they did ask to get coach hard, you know what I mean? They asked for it. That's what they wanted. And like, like obviously it worked. I also at the same time sort of understand their perspective on on certain things. Like you know, the Jays get some shit for like how they were in, in the last era of Brad and like, you know, from me too, but if you're Jason Tatum and you're going into work and you're like, you're looking at fucking little Brad Stevens trying to tell you shit, like I would probably respect the email a little bit more too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like played the fucking game. He won fucking championships playing the game. He came out of a fucking coaching tree, which I still think that phrase is just evokes the stupidest imagery. <laughs> it's like a children's book, but he came out of this of a, of a coaching tree that's like, you know, proven. And he like he looks the part. I don't know. I just like I get it. On, like in on a certain example, I think you should respect the coach. And I think it sucks that Brad lost the locker room. But
1: I mean, I get I get it. I mean, we 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 better hope he may becomes pop or, or similar to him. I don't even need him to become pop. No, I'm saying, but at, at least at least pop pop light. Because I'm like, that's the case. Then yeah. we're gonna, we're going to get a few here in, in the next few years. So I, I, I'll take it. And I mean, I would love for Marcus Mark to be a version of Tony Parker. And the reason why I bring that up, because you said about, you think there was a meeting with c may and Marcus, Steven Jackson, who, you know, we played in San Antonio, does uh show called All the Smoke. He talked about, he was like, yo, Tony Parker was a mouthpiece. If, you know, if, if Pop couldn't say something to a player, Tony Parker was saying something to somebody. And once again, yes, you think they're unassuming Frenchman, but Tony, Tony Parker would get in people's face. So may, maybe that's you what- You need that guy. Yeah, you, you do it. You maybe that, maybe yeah. that's what that's what that's what he may season and and Mark.
2: I mean, nobody's going to do it as well as Kevin Garnett, but Kevin Garnett was also our best player so.
1: for sure. But I mean, I mean, I, and great. I, I think we were we were still hungry for that. I and mean, once again, this team has taken their own identity, and you know, it really, really made it a thing. And obviously, Marcus Smart is a big part of that. So let, let's let's move on though. So. Obviously, like we know, the Celtics won 115, 104. I mean, one time one hundred four. I, I wish it was one hundred four. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm saying it for me. Too. <laughs> one fourteen, <laughs> but yeah, what, 115, 114. Obviously, off a phenomenal uh, final play. So, just you know, uh, DK, I'll start with you, man. But you know, just watching it live, bro, like, did you did you think that shot was good at, at, at the end?
0: Yeah, I I knew it was good. I, I just couldn't. It was the longest four seconds and the shortest four seconds of my entire life. I I was sitting there watching this right and Jalen Jalen drove to the hoop and you're like, oh, he's he's putting it up. There's only four seconds left. He's going to do like either a fadeaway. Something's going to happen. This
2: time last year, he would have
0: 100 percent. So yeah. that's the first guy this time last year that would have shot the shot. Then all of a sudden you see Marcus open. Right. And Marcus catches the ball. And uh, Ray, I think you sent me this view uh of the shot as soon as marcus catches it i swear on my fucking life you hear like six people behind him just scream no (laughs) but he pump he pump faked i was i was i couldn't i i couldn't believe the time didn't run out on the path like i was literally sitting there like they're gonna run out of time i think i said it like six times at least six time last year they were gonna run out of time we're gonna run out of time they didn't run out of fucking time. Tatum yeah. with the fucking way. i couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't. I, it was one of those where you could tell the, the crowd was in shock too. Where like they didn't believe what just happened. That's 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 what where I was. Where were you? Were you like? Were you like? Holy shit! Did, did we make it? Like, did the clock yeah. run out? Because
2: like you couldn't even really watch both at the same time. So you're like, did did we get it in in time? Because like then it cut to the ref and the ref was like pointing and like doing shit. And I was like, is it what what it? it what, what happened?
0: Back. Ah. Yeah. It was unbelievable, Ray. Listen, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care about any of our perspectives because there's there's <laughs> one person's perspective that I want to hear, and that's the person that was in the fucking garden, man, in the fucking garden that night, and that's you. You worked there now. Uh, I know you couldn't hear most of the game, bro,
1: but I don't know. I, I was, I was, I was, I was there. I mean, I was, I was watching you by the time that happened. Obviously,
0: I heard it was the loudest the garden's ever been, which is saying something.
1: Yeah, because you you could you could you couldn't even hear I mean obviously you see at the red obviously they have the red square that goes off, but you couldn't even hear Eddie Palladino, who's the who's the PA say, so like you couldn't even hear him say Jason Tatum, like you couldn't hear him say it, like that's how loud that crowd was screaming, like we're on the we're on the balcony and you know, I mean I I could say this cause it's not like <laughs> many cool workers listen to the show, but uh but that's gonna change someone, but <laughs> they um we we were all jumping around like it was, it was it was it was it was it was a frenzy i forgot that i was security at that moment i'm not <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> lie to you i was i was I'm like, Yo, did he, did he, like did he just did he really just make this like that because what i thought was gonna happen too. see tatum, tatum catches it but you know in real time we didn't see Derek Wright was in the corner i i thought they were looking to pass to derrick white he was gonna get the open three you know make or miss whatever you, you live with the results but thank god <laughs> For, for a 6'9, six, 6'10 six, wing <laughs> that had his arms out <laughs> with, with, with big hands. What a catches snag, it? Spins, bro.
0: What
1: is and, and they and they get the, the acrobatic layup. But I, I gotta say too, Kevin, Kevin Durant, where where, where what, what was you what was you thinking, bro? My thing is indeed, you, you now you you're forever exposed on that play. Like, dude, he, he literally was like he was stuck in mud. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and once again. That type, of, that type of cut, which is, you know, very similar to what we to see in San Antonio with Ginobili and some other guys, like, that does not happen last year, as we just alluded to. That, that's not, he's not cutting to the basket. He's going to be waving his hand and saying, yo, look, I'm open, which he did at first. And he, like he, said after, he said afterwards, me smart made eye contact, smart made the pass, you know, We I haven't said that in a while, but. It's back. It, it, it's disturbing. It's funny. but
0: you always used to say it in the opposite meaning. Yeah, no. Way, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <he's not laughs> was he's calling not... ball game on this Celtics team in like the third quarter. He's like ball game, brother. <laughs> this guy's Shizouba. fucking suck.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and i mean, eighty percent of the time I was, I, right, I was, I yeah. was
2: correct. That's just because it was fucking miserable to watch that team, though. Oh
1: yeah, ridiculous. But I mean, it's it's just that. Yeah, it it was I was, was it was awesome to be there. Like, so i, I mean, I'll be there again, you know, for game 2 and, and any other games that are there uh, you know, go, going forward.
0: Wait, I got to know though. The everyone everyone says it was the loudest they've ever heard it. Listen, I've been to a a, a playoff games. I don't know. I, I know Ray, I, I know you have DK. Have you been the one before? I was at game 6 when we sent the Cavs home and uh
2: LeBron ripped his jersey off. Okay, so. Oh, in 2010, wow. Which was like the actually the, the loudest place I've ever been in my entire life.
0: I've ever heard. Right, that's what I mean. Like, when I hear that this was the loudest people had ever heard, I can't imagine louder than that Wizards game because me and my buddy were sitting. Yeah, I was there too. Was it the, I- IT, the IT John Wall War? You were at that? Yeah, we're in Winnick, o- but Owenich took game over game yeah, seven. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because game six, John Wall jumps on the announcer's table. And like, everybody, exactly. everybody that knows anything about anything goes like, dude, you know, winners don't celebrate game six, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, you're a fucking idiot. Except for Pat Bev. But anyway, so to think that it was louder than that, or the Hawk series the the year before those two times the loudest I've ever heard anything in my life. Like you can't hear the person next to you. Was it louder than those? Was it like, could you notice a difference?
1: I mean, I, listen, I, so I was I was at that same game seven that she's talking about with when Kelly Lennon with nuts. Like it was just clo- it was close to that, or maybe it was just I think maybe because people really wanted to see us beat this team meaning Brooklyn. Like Washington, it was a cute little rivalry, okay. You know, obviously that's something that happened with Isaiah Thomas Sister that year. You know, he goes to fifty. I think I think game two that year was probably louder than what we even saw in game seven, honestly, because IT was uh, just man. going bananas on yeah. on uh <laughs> I'll watch it, but I mean, let's just say, listen. If, if we're arguing about not arguing, but we're the debated who, <laughs> what crowd was allowed to Listen, that means that moments keep happening. So <laughs> let 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 us let's, let's keep them going. <laughs> we we need those moments to happen. That crowd was on go from the beginning. Once again, yeah, you know we get there too. Friend. I was like, as soon as soon as we got there for the search, just like, let's go south X, That's
0: fast when you're walking up and you hear.
1: Yeah, just, yeah, go go hand. I'm like, listen, I, I, I had chills, like getting into the middle. Some of us had to calm down. We was already like hype, but we you were thought that we were actually playing the game. Like literally, it, it was wild. So I, I can't wait for for once. Like I'm, I'm gonna lose, you know, lose my mind.
2: There's, there's a, there's an air of when you, when your team has something about them. When, when, you, or when they don't. I feel like deep down you sort of know it. I say, I feel like as a fan base and a culture, I feel like deep down you sort of know it. 100%. And I think, you know, we sort of alluded to this just now when we were talking about Ray calling a rap on the Celtics in the bubble when uh, when we first started this fucking podcast. And it was like, Ray, don't call rap on the fucking Celtics in the third quarter. But so, you know, if you watch watch your, your team enough and you're a loyal enough fan, you, you, you kind of know or you don't. And I feel like I was a little skeptical still, even though we finished the season strong and and i felt really good after the last show we did talking talking to to jared weiss about uh you know where this team is at and he's so close to it i you know you take his word for it but i was still like you know going to the game you just your nerves go a little bit because you really want the team to win and i think i think the point you guys made was kind of to me was kind of uh reverberating in my head which is this kind of the theme of the passing of the torch like is jalen uh is is jason tatum getting to a a Kevin Durant level as a scorer, you know, like, who would you take as a twosome or a tandem? Like, you know, these kind of questions we we were asking each other going into game one. And that narrative was sort of bouncing around in my head as Jason Tatum like laid that finger roll in and, and we won the game. And it's like, well, momentum swings in a playoff series on plays like that. And to have it happen in game one, Now you're thinking like I went from thinking because of the way that the Nets played, I went from thinking, okay, we're we're definitely gonna win in six to this is going to seven and it's anybody's like that. The way the Nets came out, it made me think that. However, what do the Nets look like tomorrow? You know, Uh, what do the next Nets look like in game two? I should say because that is a demoralizing way to win a game of basketball when you're when your best players are playing that well, when your guy who used to play here comes back in hostile environment and drops 39 points on 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 his old team when he's fucking doing the cry baby to, to guys in the crowd and he's like you know and after like after the guy talks shit to him then he blows by somebody when he butchered let's be honest like there's we're gonna forget about this when he butchered jason tatum like three times in a row in the fourth quarter to like head to 18 uh points in the fourth or however many he had in the fourth i think it was like 18 yeah he butchered jason tatum like three times they had to switch tatum off of him which again, and we're talking about this time last year, they would have fucking kept Jason Tatum on him and he would have continued to get butchered, but they switched Marcus on Kyrie, which is very, very smart. But these kind of things that they, they can demoralize the team, especially a team like Brooklyn. Especially a team that's constituted of, let's be honest, some fragility. You know? So what I you know, what are you thinking? What do you think? How are they gonna come out?
1: Well, I told my section they they that my section upstairs was going crazy on Kyrie. And he's head shot off the side. I said, "Hey, this is You're not. He's a, a bad man, dude. Stop. You got to be careful, bro. This is not one of those nights. Like, he, yeah, yeah, he's locked in. He, he's he's got it tonight, y'all. I'm You're sorry. just making it worse. Yeah, y'all can you say whatever y'all want. Oh, it's like, yeah, man, so crazy. I'm like, look, man. I said, when he's on like this, and I said, we I think we only seen it once in the playoffs in Boston." Um, because obviously he, he was hurt the first runner that he played. I've
2: seen him do this a number of times. Maybe not necessarily in Boston, but I've seen him do
0: that. A yeah, not, of times.
1: not even that game. Uh, it was game two against Indiana. At the, he had thirty seven that night, and I was like, oh, okay, man. Man, this is this is the guy that we brought here to do, you know, set things. So when he when he's on like that, and you could tell because you know, when he started making those, those little layups and the little floaters, it was like, "Oh, like he's, I mean, he, he's locked in." <laughs> and I like add that, that little one two, that one two dribble. That sidestep that he probably taught Tatum. Now Tatum has mastered it. That sidestep three that he has to a six point three. You you can't you can't, you can't you can't do nothing with it, man. Like, and I'm telling people like, yo, like this is not that night. Like we, I said we we're lucky that Kevin Durant was not feeling it, like because he he was off, and I, I guess that happens when you have to guard a guy a guy just this, t- this Tatum's caliber, which is why he told <laughs> you know Bruce Brown and others to kind of just yo, we're re- like re- re- relax, bro, like. This this man is a problem. Like we need to, we need to recognize him as you know as as, as a problem. But you know before we kind of get into what it may look like for, for game two, we we kind of danced around it. But I want to I want to go a little deeper into it. But the composure they showed on that final play, you know, to go from smart to brown, like just smart to brown, and obviously to Tatum, uh, you know, DK. Like just how just how, how refreshing was as a fan to go through to go through what we've been through in recent memory. To just see that unfold and for them not to lose their composure and that in those, those waning moments,
2: yeah. I mean, I think that I think the way that it's like Marcus Smart's been playing 3D chess all these years is like he t- takes dumb yeah. shots in those yeah. situations, <laughs> takes some shots, takes some shots, and then finally when it really counts, the two Nets players that slid to the them, ultimate long con, bro, they're... the ultimate <laughs> long con. The two, the two Nets players that 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 switch to him. Are both like Marcus Smart's about to shoot. <laughs> you know, they're both like he's about to shoot. Bro, I thought Claxon tore his ACL. Oh my God. And they, <laughs> they went up on those on that defense. Cause like, I mean, that's what you do if you think a guy think a guy's gonna shoot in the last few seconds, right? You can't be caught sitting out, you know, flat footed, but they I mean, it wasn't very good. Like so maybe one guy goes up and one guy backs off to to play a little defense, but to split the two of them like that, to find his man, and then to have Tatum uh be so aware, and th- this was, I thought, so impressive, uh, be so aware of the clock because we've seen what that does in, uh, in in the negative in basketball, and the elite players have that countdown in their head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cite the very famous uh, J.R. Smith, uh, not understanding <laughs> how much time is left, uh, getting the rebound and not just putting it back, but running in the opposite direction like a broken oh fucking God, NBA bro. 2K player. I cite that and LeBron being like, how do you, you know, and then like, you know, those moments where LeBron after, uh, after the game would be like, yeah, and then we dumped it down and there was a back cut and there was 14 seconds left in the clock and he can like recite the whole thing. The Tatum post game interview, he was like, there was 12 seconds left and we went in, this happened, then this happened. I'm like, yes, it's happening. Like, yes, he's like, he's reading the matrix code of the game. It just looks like those falling green yeah, code you know like to him 100%. and he's and everything is slowed down and he knows exactly much time he has and he recognizes a few things he recognizes that kd is not con- gone with his man which yep. ray pointed out which was absolutely unforgivable if that's your player you're he's ball watching bro yeah if that's if that's one of your i get why it happened i do get why it happened it shouldn't be happening to kevin durant and it shouldn't be happening in the playoffs period but i do get why it happened i think because Marcus split those defenders so hard. I think he got caught in two minds, and he was like, "Do I go? Do I do I go to Marcus? Does Kyrie have the running here?" Marcus
1: though, over
0: over Tatum. I think he saw. I think he saw Kyrie not go to Marcus, and he went shit. I feel like that. No, everyone had was KD and and also Irving thought. Marcus was shooting that fucking ball too, man. Everyone in the world thought Marcus was shooting. Kyrie should have slid to Marcus right away and stopped his dribble, or at least tried to stop
2: the pass. He should have slid him right away, but he's standing there like you give you give KD shit for being stuck in the mud. Kyrie was guy would look like a fucking traffic cone out there when when Tatum went by him. You know what I mean? He was completely flat footed. He he was in no man's land.
1: Well, I, I think I think with that with Kyrie not stepping up, if Kyrie steps up, what happens is now. Smart gets Tatum over the top. It's a layup regardless. Sure. Now, now, but that was, that was, a, that was a easy. That was, you know what I'm saying? So that, that it's a double fuck up. Yeah. But it's like, it all, it all stems from the fact that like
2: the guy, like they're not going, you know, they're not going with their, with their players. Right. So it's like whatever the, the chain reaction is and however it starts, it's like your two superstars got burned by our fucking guy, which I love. Right. But it's that clock management. It's that's, it's that awareness. And it's like, I, I want to give, Tatum more credit than I give KD more criticism because I think like you said San Antonio like that's a tough cut to defend it was a great move it was a it was a an amazing move by Marcus and like everybody was aware of the clock and like yes it's 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 very encouraging because it's like that's those are the kind of mistakes and the the, that's the exact kind of situation where we would have done something stupid last year and the year before and the year before that that's the exact exact situation where somebody jacks up a dumb fucking shot Let's the fucking clock run out. Yeah. Does makes one extra pass when they shouldn't. That th- we've seen this a million times, and I was convinced something like
0: that was going to happen, and it didn't. And that's very reassuring. So I'm I'm going to back it up even further than that. The not just the composure we had on the final play, but the composure we had in the last two minutes was unlike anything I've seen out of the Celtics team in a very long time. You look from listen, Kyrie hit one of the best fucking threes. In Smart's face that I've ever seen. I've never seen a fadeaway three
1: like Kyrie hit in for quiet, bro. I want to be hear on TV. That that crowd. Now you can hear a pin drop in that building. Yeah, that's a da- in every
0: other game against any other team. That is a dagger. That is it. You know what I mean? That's it. But not against this team. Listen, then Jalen just goes down. Has the wherewithal to uh, get the easy layup. Then one of the best defensive possessions, bro.
1: No, that was a foul though. I'm glad they didn't call it though. It,
0: it, 100% it was. 100%. But you got to let him play. You got you to gotta let him play in the playoffs though, right? You got to if, if that was against us, we would have been pissed. But
1: facts, facts. <laughs> the
0: the the wherewithal to know Kyrie, listen, Horford knew it. Smart knew it. Kyrie was going for that bucket on that. Uh, he was going for another dagger, and Smart didn't let him go, get it. Horford comes out, gets the double team. Listen, we'll get into Horford, too, because we got to talk about him before this is over. He comes out with the double team and forces the ball to uh, to Durant. Bro, the defense Tatum played on Durant on that final possession. I haven't seen Durant get denied so many times trying to get around someone. Maybe ever, man. And and it wasn't even like he, he had a chance. Like Durant uh Tatum was just like, Nope, not fucking going that way. Nope, not fucking going that way. Jacks up the three. And I love love, love, love Emmy having faith in this team, knowing that they have that composure. Knowing that they're gonna do the right thing on that final play and not calling the fucking timeout. Letting it run and, and it, it was amazing, bro. Just, just that that last two minutes just really summed up what this Celtics team is, and it goes back to what DK said, man. When you know your team has something, it, you just know. Like we, we saw with the Sox last year, we saw it with the Sox when when they won an eighteen, when they won. A th- you know what I mean? When you watch a team, there's just something about them when you're like, man, what what's going on here, man? Like something. Something special is brewing. And I'm just saying that that whole composure at the end w- was unlike anything I've seen the Celtics team ever so long.
1: Totally, totally agree, man. I think it's funny. I actually talked to somebody. Composure is the word. In... Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it is I, 100%. I just... It's the word. It's the word. Yeah, big time. No, but I, I I talked to someone in the building on Sunday about, you know, comparing this team to what the 2018 rest time team was. So remember, that rest time team that ran through everybody. Obviously, mm-hmm. um... That's basically what the Celtics did the second half of the year. Ran to everybody. Then, ironically, they faced a team from New York. Right? And everyone was like, "Oh my God!" You know, This team also won hundred games. Judge all these guys like you know the, the history, whatever. They beat they beat it before. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? And it's like then you face the you face the defending champions, which we could too. In the next round, they beat them in five. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it's it, it, to me the 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 setup the setup the narrative if you want to call it is, is there now that they have to go on to execute and you know what's <laughs> the they they're they're at they're at all time they're at all time high right now but as fans we can believe that that hype but they can't because once again hmm. those two guys on there like I said in Brooklyn <laughs> can give you forty a piece any given time so you 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 have you have to you have to stay ready <laughs> so you have to get ready uh so, so to speak and also too I want to bring this up because we talked about this with Jared White I think we talked about this. Uh, afterwards as well you saw that Andre Drummond didn't do much Bruce Brown didn't do much I'm telling y'all if you if you hold those other if you hold those two guys Seth Curry was basically non, non-existent as well if you just let Irvin and Curry I mean Irvin and Curry if you let Irving and Durant mm-hmm. do their thing <laughs> cool once again I mean it's, it's hard because obviously you don't want to see them drop 40 but if they say they both got 40 and the rest of the guys combine for 15 points oh but that's 95 you can still win ninety six ninety five. You can win one hundred two ninety five. Like <laughs> you don't have to overreact to great players going crazy, and I think that's what happened on Sunday. Didn't overreact. Obviously, Tatum getting thirty one helps. The way that the way the momentum swung,
2: I I, I feel like it's very easy to, to to react like that. The way that the way that uh, the narrative sure. started to because I fucking overreacted
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> as a fan for yeah. sure. But they they definitely can't. Um, I want to touch on Warfare because you brought it up, uh, Bobby, but. Yeah. Listen, him going him getting 20 or 15.
0: Vintage Horford, bro. Vintage Horford. Yeah, yeah he, I mean he went full God vintage mode. Awesome.
1: Thank so, God for speak, him. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, go chick on him. Yeah, you know,
0: he he just went full vintage mode, bro. He he makes it so easy for them to where they don't need to think. You know what I mean? That's what he does, is like he takes all the thinking out of the game for them. And you can see it on the court. Well, what about him reacting. on the fucking perimeter, dude?
2: He's running around in the perimeter like he's five foot ten it's
0: crazy so you guys remember what i said uh to to weiss i asked him the question tatum and brown need to give you 80 percent every single game of what irving and durant do and that's exactly what they did in this past game it listen every single game if they average so they averaged about 65 points if you can get about 55 from tatum and brown you're going to have a chance in every single one of these games. What's going to get the Celtics in trouble is if Tatum or Brown have that off game where Brown gets to 15 and and Tatum has like 22. And You know what I mean? Those are the games that uh, that worry me about this series. If you can get this every single time, 30 and 20 from Jalen and Tatum, we're in fucking I think
2: Jason Tatum's at
1: the level. We're in business.
2: I think Jason Tatum, I mean, I don't, you know, knock on wood, but I think Jason Tatum's at the level now where he yeah, he, yeah. He, he goes and gets his 30 points in the playoffs. I I, I think that's agree. You
1: you could pencil in Jalen for 20 at night too.
2: I think so too. I do think so too. And I and I think that I get your worry, Bobby. I really do. I, I get your worry because it's like you're you're relying on two guys uh that you know that you've seen in playoff situations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think you know I, I I think you can J- Jason Tatum for sure is going to go get his 30. And I think if Jalen Brown isn't getting penciled in Like Ray said, for his 20, he might have he might have eight assists. You know what I mean? Like he might he might have a a, a few clutch rebounds. He might have some intangible plays that like gets himself into the game because I think Jalen's got a lot smarter about when he's not scoring and he's not like, you know, he's not the hot hand. I think he's got a lot smarter about not forcing it. And I think he's got a lot smarter about, you know, how he gets himself into the game otherwise. And I also think this is like this is not talked about enough. Jalen, sorry, the J thing fucks with me every time. Jason Tatum's defense on uh, on Sunday was so good, like so good. And like he like I did say he got butchered by Kyrie a couple of times, but a point guard running downhill at a at a at at a four, you're probably going to get butchered. I did see him kind of keep up with uh, what's his name? Trey Young in the regular season, which was pretty impressive, but. His defense was incredible. And I think that, yeah, not only can you pencil him in for 30, I think you can also pencil him in for, put him on the rest guy. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's what you need your best player to be. You know, like that's what Kobe was. Kobe wanted to guard the best guy. You know, and he and he, he was also going to go fucking be in his bag offensively too, so. But the, that doesn't it
1: remind you of Pierce and LeBron?
2: Like what? You mean the one-on-ones? The, the back the, and forth?
0: Yeah, the back and yeah, forth. That's, that's,
1: that, that's really what it was. I mean, remember, Pier, Pierce used to give and once again, what we'll, we'll talk about this Big we'll, market
0: tease for the rewrap, bro. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Let's go.
1: People forget people forget the buckets that Pitts used to give LeBron, you know, because it was yeah. like, oh, but like I so said, we'll, we'll, once again, I'll save it. But it's like people forget, and I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But I'm I'm excited to see what Tatum does. I'm excited to see I not just on you, offense, man. but on defense as well, but
0: He ain't scared. i tell you what, he he's not fucking scared.
1: Wait, but who's the Le-
2: who's LeBron and who's and who's Pierce in that situation? Because Tatum's the young guy coming Pierce in. Pierce
1: is Tatum and LeBron is the
2: Because of the skill level. Because yeah, I, sure. I, I think that, yeah, like the on-paper skill level. Sure, sure. I think that uh, I'd love it if it was that. I mean, that was my favorite era to watch basketball.
0: <laughs> if Tatum's LeBron, I'm okay with it. Just he's the record. young buck I'm not, coming I'm up. not He's upset.
2: the young buck coming up, right? I don't know if he's LeBron James. Like, let's 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 pump the fuck brakes
1: on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is what we do. This is what we do here, This, Yeah, no.
0: Headline, headline to the episode. Jason Tatum James is LeBron, LeBron James.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do, like, do oh, the back and the back and forth. I think I think you're you're definitely right hitting the money on the head. Uh money on the head. You're right on the money, hitting the nail on the head. Uh when you're talking about I haven't seen a back and forth like that at that level um in a Celtics playoff game since that. I think that's definitely true. I think that they're very different types of players than those two guys. I you know, I think that I think that it's almost more fun because of the types of players that it they is. are because I think LeBron and Pierce were going back and forth in like that era of basketball's two best guys. They, they were two sluggers. Yeah, they were slugging yeah. it out. Yeah. I think what you're watching it with KD and Tatum is like two crafty guys that have everything and like, who's going to like, it's more like a chess match than a boxing match to me, if that makes sense. I think it was. And I think what uh, Tatum did really well was he used the things that KD didn't expect him to use. I think he went right at KD defensively,
0: which I think was Oh my God, that baseline fadeaway? I, I, yeah. I think it scared the shit out of oh, KD. I think, honestly, I think it was really, you know really
2: smart. Dude, dude, I was literally like, that like that to me in that moment, that baseline fadeaway was absolutely filthy. It, it, it reminded it's me of Kobe. Joke. It yeah. reminded me of Kobe, but I was like, when he was doing it, I was like, I hate this. I hate, th- I was literally saying that. Like, it was like, he was backing KD down. was like, no, no, no. And I was like, like not- I, hate this, I, hate this, <laughs> I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Holy shit! And it would. I thought. Of, I thought of you guys. I thought of you guys right away. Of like, holy shit! Like, because when when you guys were like, "Is this the game where we pass the torch?" I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" It's still it's Kevin Durant, past, bro. But I was. It has nothing to fucking relax, Bobby.
0: <laughs> it has. Been, I caught been myself. Did game. you hear? Did you hear myself? <laughs> but, but. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Tatum's Tatum's torch sparked a little bit yeah. when he hit that fadeaway. Yeah. At, at a risk of at a risk of overextending the metaphor,
2: but I think I that moment was unbelievable. And I think, <laughs> what, like just, just to finish my point about the chess match, I think it's it's about Jason Tatum, a not. Falling back on his ego like he has in the past, which I think is a completely understandable thing when you're a young player is as talented as he is without a real scheme uh, going on around you. I think it's about him accepting. This is going to be really important going forward because I've seen this happen a lot. Accepting the fact that Kevin Durant is going to come out within the next two games, maybe three games, probably two, and fucking barbecue him. Like, that is going to happen. Like, I'm sorry. I know he played great defense, but Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is undeniable. What we, what our game plan is when that happens and how Jason Tatum reacts to that, I think is, is going to say a lot, you know, he's going to, if he starts getting cooked and he's, he does one of two things. He either has the the lack of ego to go, all right, somebody else switch on to him. Like, or like Jalen, come help me with him. We'll, we'll two man him. We'll, you know, we'll push him to the baseline. We'll do all this stuff. Or, which would be really cool if he's like, fuck that, leave me on him. Like, I'm, I'm making this happen. It's a battle. And then you get the slugfest that you're talking about. And then yeah. you get some fucking crazy fireworks happening. And it, it doesn't really matter what happens at that point if he actually can step his game up to that level. Because at that point, the, the sky's the limit for the kid. But, you know, I'm just saying, it is still Kevin Durant. Let's all keep our fucking dicks oh, in our for pants for like sure, a hot sure. second because like, he'll come kill you. He'll come fucking kill you. is the gonna, easy, easy money sniper. <laughs> you know what, oh what I mean? mean, I mean it's, 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 it's nothing
1: going to to happen at some point. And I, I think I texted Bobby about this on, on the side, but I remember on Sunday too, I think it was, a, it was a play to end the third quarter where and it was like, we could talk about this on the re rep too, but I remember there was a play that Pierce had years ago, just Al Harrington, when he was like, just counting down with him and he's, yep. like, he's talking to him. He's like, wait, yep. we, we, we wanted big fella. He was saying something else, but I'm gonna say big fella, just to keep us on the air. He said, <laughs> we, 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 wanted big fella. We wanted, and he, you know, he, he does, a, he does a step back, which until James Harden came along, Paul Pierce had the best step back I've ever seen. hits the three in in his face. Crowd goes crazy. Not not to be wearing a
2: Celtics hat and say this, but Kobe Bryant step back is pretty fucking. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's two, yeah. too, too, But um, Pierce yeah. So I, I'm, and then so, but you know, uh Tatum at the end of the third, the two. I think someone was coming to uh coming to give a screen. He waves them all this man, go go go. He's, I, yeah, I got yeah, him.
2: Yeah. Oh, he. I honestly, I, I think Paul Pierce ran the best ISO of any Celtics of all time. I think. He yeah, ran sure, sure But Tatum,
1: Tatum, Tatum, close. But it's just like you know, different era. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you know, just doing that 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 one two dribble that he's mastered, and that side step three. And I was like, you knew, like you knew it was going in. Like it wasn't a matter of like, well, it 100%. might go back for him. Like you knew it was going in because we when he gets that many dribbles and he he gets in that rhythm, like it's, it's it's a wrap. So yeah, I mean, listen. Oh, I'm looking. We're looking forward to more moments, obviously. You know, then before before we get into predictions, I want to touch on one more thing about uh the the whole thing. So, Obviously. You know the reports have been going crazy the last couple of days from him showing, him giving the finger to fans, him saying he's going to get the same type of energy. You know which you know I, and I and I'll start because I know I've had jobs. I'll start with this. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for. It. I'm I'm not going to sit here and say he's a clown. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's you know the worst human being on earth. today that that's not that's not the case. And. I just, I just think to me, I, I get where he's coming from because after a while it, it gets annoying. Get told, hey, you know, you know, uh, fuck you, you're a pussy, you're a bitch, you're this, you're that. After a while, especially you know when you grow up in the inner city too, uh, after a while there's only so much that's going to be said before you're like, yo, w- what's up? So where's you saying? Come, come, show me why you think I'm that. And then we we're then we're there, we can go from there. So, like he said, you know, you have to be docile. You have to be more professional, you know, so to speak. So, I I hope that he gives the same energy. I hope the fans keep go- going at him. Once again, they don't have to say certain things like you know different slurs, but hey, keep going at that. Tell him that he sucks. Tell him that he's you know to tell him that he needs LeBron's daddy. Shit like that. that. That that that's fun to me. So hopefully that continues, but just nothing where it's is out of pocket. But you know, uh, you know, BK, what what were your thoughts about that?
0: Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. Listen, there's nothing more healthy and more exciting than sports hate, man. It, dri- it it drives nostalgia. It drives everything, man. You look back at everything that you remember about sports and the seasons you remember the most are the ones where you had that heated fucking rivalry, where you were playing a team, and you legitimately, in between those, those, those lines, you hate that person. Because honestly, I, I can't remember... Someone that Boston has hated more since a Rod, and uh, his rivalry fucking hated LeBron. To be fair, yeah, but 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 even LeBron, right? So LeBron would drop forty, we would be like, "Oh fuck, LeBron! He's so good! He's so yeah. good!" Listen, yeah. there was a respect, yeah. right? There's no respect with Kyrie. That's that's the difference. That's my problem with the with it's the issue with the situation. Hundred percent of problem. I had this conversation a bunch last night because it's like. Listen, everyone's like, listen, we got, we're in his head. We're in his head. We rattled him. And I, I legitimately was like, well, could you please unrattle him? Because whatever <laughs> whatever you're doing definitely isn't working, okay? He was, when I call him a supervillain, I legitimately mean that because you could see him eating the souls of the Boston Celtics fans, bro. Like, every time they would boo him, every time they would say shit, he would look at him. It was like, uh reggie miller was spike lee back in the fucking Knicks days bro spike lee is responsible for so many Knicks downfalls so many right <laughs> but, but he, he was legitimately <laughs> there's the one section uh it was on the the, the right side baseline I, can't, I i can't describe i, right I know i know well we all know where you're talking about yeah there's yeah. one section that he was just feeding off of bro and every time they would say something to him he would look at him it was like this one old guy. I, I could see him with the crowd. The guy was having a fucking great time talking shit to Kyrie, so I don't hate it, but he would hit that three and just give him a finger, and it was just like, bro, you guys need to stop because none of this trying to heckle him is, if anything, we should be sitting in the crowd fucking standing
1: ovation, Kyrie. Like, Kyrie, welcome back, bro. Welcome. <laughs> like, no, people on the floor. As someone who works working. there, I've, read, I've been on the floor. No, them- <laughs> <Them> fans. <laughs> And I mean it's a little different because the playoff game So uh, it's probably a little more amplified, but yeah, them they, they don't they don't care and like they pay whatever they pay they gonna they gonna talk, they're gonna keep talking.
0: Yeah, and it's not gonna
1: the, hey, listen. Keep giving it to them, Kyrie, keep doing it.
0: Completely agree. It can't it cannot go past you're a pussy Kyrie, you're this, you're that. Those those are the type of things that are gonna ruin this whole thing. Because right now it legitimately just is like a super villain versus a city. That's what it is. There's nothing more to it. It's just it, it. And if it gets to that point, though, I just. I'll be so disappointed. I, I, I agree. I agree with you guys on a on a sort
2: of baseline level. And like, you know, we, we've we had this. We were kind of having this discussion the other day uh, in our in our little discord chat or whatever. And I do agree with you that it's not going to change. Right. And, I, you know, you're pissing in the wind trying to get like Celtics fans to stop beating Kyrie Irving is like trying to get fucking never, going to you know, water not to be wet. Right. So it's fine. But I will just say since we're here talking about it, I th- and I think you guys will understand this because I think you're you're a little you're both a little bit the same way. There's a way that you that you watch basketball there's a way that you watch football. there's a way that you watch baseball the, the, the reason why the Celtics fan base is sort of different in their attitude to the New England Patriots fan base is not because they're not the same people because they they are for the most part that it's because, the way you watch the game is different, yeah. and I think the thing that is annoying me slightly—and it's not a big deal. Like I'm not going to die on this hill or anything. But the thing that is annoying me sl- slightly, and I and I hope you guys understand what I'm saying when I say this, because I have been hitting my weed pen. But I think this is a good point. It's it's there's sort of like the old head mentality of watching basketball that you give respect to ballers. Like you give respect to ballers when they're fucking balling out, and I think the thing that annoys me a little bit about how certain Celtics fans are coming at Kyrie is there, it's like they're coming at it from like a Patriots point of view, you know, like they have this kind of weird thing embedded in their, in their thing. And like, I mean, not being a Patriots fan, like maybe I'm biased, but when you watch real true ballers ball out, you have to be like, all right, like you gotta get, you gotta give him his, you gotta give him his respect. Like, all right, cool. You can hate him. You can be mad at him. But there's a reason why we were upset too when Kobe Bryant died. You know what I mean? Like there was a reason why the Celtics fan base was also super fucking bummed out. And if you, if you just heard us talk and you didn't know basketball from like 2007 onwards, you wouldn't understand why we were upset. But if you know basketball and you know it like in your heart and in your soul and you love it, you, you knew why we were upset that he died, you know, because he was a fucking baller. And for all of Kyrie's idiosyncrasies for me, and this is just the way I watch sports in general, I don't really give a fuck. To be honest with you, it's about what you do on the court, and I understand it's hard to ignore a lot of this shit, and it and it is. And like you know me, I'm fucking but captain, fucking liberal. I'm fucking burning bras out in the street. Of course, I think it's stupid that he doesn't want to like get vaccinated or whatever, but I'm I don't care. You know, at the same time because it's it, it's. On a, on a purely neutral point of view, which I don't have because, you know, I love the Celtics and I'm and I'm here for the rivalry and I agree with what you're saying about it. I'm not arguing with, with what you're saying and I'm not arguing with what, what you're saying, right about how it's not going to change. But I love seeing somebody ball out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I just love sure. it. I just love it. And And I just think the, the attitude of hating on Kyrie Irving just on the merit of being Kyrie Irving is ignoring a very important, if not the most important thing, about Kyrie Irving and that's that he is one of the best basketball players you've ever watched in your life so that's all I'm saying I hope you guys get what I'm saying I'm not necessarily I'm I'm about
0: to back you up on this because I saw uh something Joe Murray tweeted from uh Sports Hub up in Boston where he was saying someone someone was giving him shit for saying Kyrie is a hall of Famer, and it was like listen guys if 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 you on if your hate honestly clouds your basketball knowledge enough to know that you're not watching a fucking Hall of Fame basketball player, yeah. Then 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 you're just you're you're so clouded in the Boston sports. You're kind of putting the cart before the horse as far as like you're, you know, you're kind you
2: kind of look like you don't know what you're talking about. If you're talking shit about Kyrie Irving, you know what I mean? A little bit, but I get
0: it at the same time. If Mitch Richmond is a fucking Hall of Famer, Kyrie Irving is a no, Hall of that. Famer, don't bro. That. That's not fair. No, 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 no. We never listen. Listen, no, 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 no. Let me let me be- Bobby just skids off the road. No, listen, if you if you this if is you
1: stop the uh, don't, don't don't have me good on that rabbit hole.
0: But I'm just saying, bro, like we only have an hour, if, Bobby. If, <laughs> I'm just saying if 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 he's if a guy that was never the best player on any team he was ever on is a Hall of Famer, then Kyrie Irving's a fucking Hall of Famer and You know it when you're watching it. That's the thing, is exactly what you're saying. Like, you gotta respect the baller when you see it, man. And Kyrie Irving is a straight baller. That's the only reason he can do this shit. If Kyrie Irving was Pat Bev, listen, he can't be, Pat Bev can't be flipping the bird to people, but Kyrie can because he can drop 39 while he's doing it. Yeah, he's more of a baller. for doing it in that
1: environment. Exactly. It's like exactly, I respect
0: Kyrie so much more after that game. And <laughs> and and uh, I've and, been and saying he, this
2: about him though. Like he hit he hit the most clutch shot of the last 10 years in the fucking finals, dude. Like it's I'm just maybe, saying. maybe
1: ever.
0: Yeah, maybe ever, dude. He had he had the defensive player of the year on him, on his hip all game long. And he scored 39 points. And did it with an entire crowd telling him he needs to go fuck himself. Get the fuck out! Of here. You can't. You have to respect that. You have to. They don't Right? <laughs> you have to. to. <laughs> you have to <laughs> it's Crazy. unbelievable.
1: Crazy. All right, all right. Yeah. Super villain. Super villain. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk off air about that Mishra thing, but <laughs> <laughs> you need a you need a super villain if
2: you're
0: a superhero. You need him for you sure. Need, well, right? I, I wanna... You need it. It is it's great to have it. And I'm so I can't I can't wait to watch game two. Can't wait.
1: For sure. But I, I wanna before we make our predictions, right, and get out of here. So I obviously KG, KG KG's retirement game was was a few weeks ago. Isaiah Thomas, who played in Detroit, you know, was there. And this speaks to the point that we just made right now. He got a little bit of cheer coming out the tunnel because he, he was right by the tunnel that I was coming that I was uh, guarding. So a couple of people was like, Yeah, oh hey Isaiah. But as soon as they would like saying who was there, and I think people realized that he was actually in the crowd, uh, um, and it was like, yeah, you know, I think my girl was like, yeah, you know, shout out to you know Isaiah Thomas for being here, and collectively nineteen thousand booed Isaiah Thomas. Now, mind you, this is this is a newer fan base, but you know, there were still a lot of older people that were there.
0: Wait, our boy Isaiah? No, no, no oh no, the no, other no, Isaiah? No, 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 no. I missed no. that part. Missed senior, that
1: part. <laughs> senior. Yeah, okay. I mean, play like mind you played 30 35 36 years ago you know was you know imagine we beat the Chargers. i wasn't like detroit always beat us but because that we back and forth because of the isaiah thomas comments about bird robin's comments about bird like they 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 vehemently booed isaiah thomas so people don't forget yeah if so just, you really- yeah <laughs> it just goes to show it does not matter it doesn't matter the era it does not matter the player and then, you know, uh, maybe we said something against number eleven. Who knows? Because I no, just—that's a, little... a good okay. point. <laughs> so I'm gonna
0: make this point. I'm gonna make this point twice tonight, okay? Because it leads right into it. Listen, this is not this is not something new for Celtics fans. Listen, Celtics fans pick someone and 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 decide they hate him for that. Listen, it was Mike Bibby when he called us fucking um, fairweather fans. It was Jason Kidd when he was an asshole for doing what he did. It was. It was Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Exa- yes. Dennis Schroeder. It was Kelly Oubre. Okay, that worked out. Yeah. It was bro. There, you go down the line, and this is what we do. We pick someone. We fucking hate you for an entire series, and it's not going to go away. I'm sorry. And until we beat them, until we, if I think if we beat Kyrie, I think we'll be over it. And I think it's kind of like a girlfriend scorn. I'm just saying it only makes us stronger. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> I, I think if we beat them, right? So we beat Kyrie. I think we're over that because that's what Boston does. As soon as we beat you or we or we win, we're like, yeah, you know, whatever. We we're don't fucking fuck petty. petty is what you're saying? Yeah,
1: yeah. We're pr- <laughs> beat you first. Great. I'm. You I'm. Got, a, I'm. You gotta get it. a hotter girlfriend.
0: <laughs> Our girlfriend's gotta be hotter. Jason Tatum's hotter. So
1: uh, DK, let's let's get into predictions for God Game Two. So who, who do you got in the Game Two, and why? I got, I got a weird feeling they're they're
2: not going to come out of the tunnel. The Nets aren't going to come out of the tunnel the right way. I really got a weird feeling it's going to happen. I don't want to jinx it. You know, I'm really scared of the jinx and like all all power to the jinx. Like, you know, it's the only thing. It's the only high power I believe in. But I think I, there's it, something about like getting beat like that, you know, like something about getting beat like that in that environment, having to go back to the garden. Kyrie suffering that abuse, but still getting hot. And then like, can you get up for that again? Like, can you get a? Can anyone get up for that again? If they come out and they compete with us or they beat us in game two, it's going to be Kevin Durant. It's not going to be Kyrie Irving, in my opinion. I think Kyrie, obviously, he'll contribute. Like, I'm not saying he's going to have a bad game or anything. I think, like, I just got done saying he's a baller. But I think KD needs to step up, obviously. And I think that it's a matter of how how quiet we can keep him. Because I think we did a good job of that in game one. And how, uh, how quiet we keep the supporting cast if he is going off. Which is, like, obviously a truism in basketball. But I think it's definitely true game two. But I got this weird feeling they're not gonna they're not gonna get off their stool, and I think we might blow them out. To be honest with you, I think I think there was moments where we could have blown them out in game one, and they and they hung around, and that's really hard to do twice in a row in a place like the Garden. And I think uh, I think there's a chance we come out hot, we stay hot. I really do. I, I'm not saying that's gonna carry through to to going back to Brooklyn, but I got I like our I like our chances in game two. I really do.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I don't mean to be that guy, but I think you're always that guy. I am that guy (laughs) and especially with the Celtics and when it comes to so the biggest so first back up and not be that guy for a second the biggest thing that you need to watch in this game is Daniel Tice I think if they can fix whatever was happening with Daniel Tice defensively in game one because he cost them a lot and I think he's the reason Kyrie got hot they need to make sure he's not fading off the ball a lot because he cost them At least ten to twelve points in that second quarter. He he was really rough defensively in that game. I I think we dominate this game, man. If they fix that Daniel Tice problem, I don't know what they do. I don't know if they rotate him out. If they just play Horford more, whatever the case is. Well,
1: Horford
2: was running around.
0: Like that's the weird thing is, like Horford did play a lot of minutes. Yeah, he was on the floor at the same time as Tice a lot. He's listen. Tice was supposed to be the solution to the Robert Williams being out.
2: Well, he just had a bad game. He had a he had a below average game. That's not might not necessarily be true. Might not necessarily be true in the in the next game, and we might scheme a little bit to help him out. I think he was on his own underneath
0: the basket a lot, which is not helpful. You got you got to scheme better to Tyson this game, and if if they do that, I, I truly believe, agree with you, DK. It's gonna be it's gonna be something that we win wire to wire.
1: Ray, I I got Brooklyn winning the game too. I wasn't guy. I, I, I what they're taking a home I, game after that? What blasphemy? No way. <laughs> I mean, once again, I I, I not say, I just, I just, I think that once Yo, again, God, I, he's right. I, I think the series will go <laughs> seven yeah, anyway. Right. So, I mean, for it to go seven, you know, somebody, somebody take has to win. A game of peace, a game of peace. So, yeah. yeah so, I, I I just think that you, you're going to see a virtual so performance from from KD. Um, that's that's what far. I'm scared of, too, man. I mean. Well, not even scared of that. That's just, that's just what it is. It's so, inevitable. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's yeah. going to happen. So, and I think that, you know, Kyrie maybe takes a step back from what he had in, 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 in game one, obviously. Facilitates a little bit. But I just think that, you know, um. It'll come down to the wire again, and you know the shots that they missed in game one, they'll they'll make in, in game two. Now, on on the other on the other hand, the Celtics can't miss all those labels that they made. Because truth be told, yeah, I, know, I know DK, that was the point you were making about. Yeah conversions yeah I mean, that's the reason why it was close like that like they were missing layups that they six that that of play doesn't even happen i feel it, like layups. we've been, we've been guilty of that for
2: a long time, time. we have sucked time. at layups for forever yeah, was, yeah, <laughs> so it's it's, it's, six it's, it's <laughs> six layups,
0: layups so. in 90 seconds six yeah, layups in 90 seconds big. that is a legit thing that happened
1: right so it, it was it was fitting that because they missed many layups that the game ended on a label and they made it. so that it, it was fitting in that regard yeah. but Yeah, I I think that Brooklyn's you know squeezes it out. um, I like that, right? I like um, that for game two, and then you know we'll we'll see what happens in uh, you know game games three and four. But yeah, I I I expect a a massive performance from from Kevin Durant. So
0: wait, Um, we won't be back until we won't be back until after game four. So I want to know from you guys: Are we gonna be up in this series when we come back on this show? You don't have to give me a prediction more than that. Just are we going to be winning? You think this?
2: after game four? It, I, think, I, I, I be, think it'll be tied. Two, two. I think it's going to be three one. No, three, one we're coming back after
0: game three, right? After so it'll be. Well, ask the question then, Bobby. Which is, the game three? Or game, game three. Four? Game three. So game three, we're going to be winning this series. So someone has to be winning this series at the game three.
1: Yeah, so yeah, to be up two one.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll we'll
1: two, we'll, 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 puke, we'll puke
2: the game up in Brooklyn, or or we'll or we'll let them steal one at home. But I think if we let them steal one at home, we maybe go win in Brooklyn if that makes sense them
1: all right well let's say you 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 yeah, you, you heard you heard it here <laughs> uh, so, so you heard it here first baby so you know some of us gotta win some of them gotta lose it but it is what it is so uh so for dk sizzle and uh, real bk bob kelly i'm Rashawn buchanan and we'll see you next time peace
2: hey it's tim from 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed
0: This is Unapologetically Fab, an electric cat production. See you there.